Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great.
Hey, everybody, welcome to Big Blend Radio. Uh, you just heard Dishing the Dirt, and that is a bonus track from acclaimed Scottish hard rock singer Doogie White's reissued solo album. The album is called As Yet Untitled, and, uh, you know, he's released, re-released this 10 years later after the initial release. And um, this one has, like, part two, so it's a two-part CD. And uh, the first part has the original music he did on his solo and then a couple bonus tracks. And Dishing the Dirt is one of them, and it's completely badass. And then the second part of the album is... Uh, covers that he likes to play with a bunch of friends. So super excited to have Doogie here on the show, all the way from Edinburgh. How are you doing, Doogie? Uh, very hot in Edinburgh tonight. Oh, so not I'm complaining hot. about hot in Orlando. Not as hot Florida. as it will be in Orlando, I'm sure, but it's hot for Scotland. It's been lovely. Oh, My wee face is all burnt. My nose. Okay, Albert. So, so you do you live you live in Edinburgh? Then I didn't know if you still lived in Scotland. So you yes. travel out. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot going on, not only re-releasing uh, the solo album with the whole second part and then the bonus tracks, but then Alcatraz, you've got a new single out with Alcatraz too. Yeah, it, 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 came, in, it came in threes. Um, when all the touring was cancelled in 2020, I mean, I was supposed to be touring with Michael Schenker from March through to the end of October starting in Japan and ended up in South America. But that all just got cancelled because of the pandemic. And when I was sitting around, the um, the record company who have released us yet untitled uh, contacted me and said they would like to do this. And they had all these um, cover versions that we had done, a whole group of us, for tribute albums back in the late 90s. Oh. And, um, and they owned the rights to all these albums. They, they, I, I didn't know what they had so they just pulled together and put the second cd together it's a nice little package actually you know you're getting two albums for the price of one yeah <laughs> it, it, you know it, it worked out really well and then immediately after that i signed um a three album deal with a record label called frontiers who are based out of italy and they have a huge roster of bands and uh, so i f- finished the first album with them it's the project is called Long Shadows Dawn mm, because I thought because because I thought I had this idea that an audience shouting before we came on LSD LSD I thought that would be funny and the album's called Isle of Wrath so that comes out uh, that comes out next month and then as I was finishing that album the Alcatraz guys contacted me and said that Graham had left. Um, the band and they had some tour dates lined up, um, but of course they got cancelled. So I said, "Well, why don't we just write an album?" So that's what we did. So I wrote from September last year up until probably March this year. I wrote two albums and recorded two albums. So you're doing Plus a lot of song songwriting too, because even you know, yes. looking at the bonus tracks, you had a couple, you know, friends working on the actual songs with you. But um, you know, it, it dishing the dirt. I like that. That's one of your songs too that you yes. wrote. That was that was myself and a guitar player called Mick Tucker. Now Mick mm. Tucker um, is from a band called Tank, heavy metal mm. rock legends Tank. And I wrote two songs, Dish in the Dirt, and what was the other one? Hang on. It's on there somewhere. Oh, yeah, you've got... The other and one I, is... A, oh, there's the one that's... Oh. Yeah, I don't, remember, I don't remember what it was called. 
But um, we wrote them together, and, and that well, it was a long time ago. And 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 he asked me if I would like to join Tank, so I did two albums with Tank, War Machine, and War Nation, as well. Um, and then I joined up with Michael Schenker. It was it's a long, it's it's Man, long and complicated. You, I, this is interesting because La Paz, you've got La Paz too, and that's something that's you know the, the beginning too. And reading through your rock life, which is you, you've yeah. got to, when when's the book coming? By the way, <laughs> <laughs> I just like come on, the, the book's got. We want the book because we want all the scandal. But I was thinking about this today. I, our radio show started with us going on a road trip with a tape recorder and recording. We went around at, and I shouldn't even tell people this, but we went around interviewing people in bars, why they love wood because everybody loves wood. And we got stories of guitars, how bars were built and all kinds of crazy things, but it was yeah. all done on tape. And I was thinking about you and your beginning, you know, it's what 35 years as you know, singing and, yeah. you know, getting out there and getting the demo tapes out and how the music industry has kind of changed, you know, just digitally now. And I mean, how yeah. do you feel about that? Do you still have your original demo tapes, the actual tape tapes? For, well, for, for La Paz, yes, I do. Ah. I, have, I, have, I have the original demo tapes for La Paz. Um, and I have the, I have a reel-to-reel. I was then in a band called Midnight Blue, and I've got the reel-to-reel for that as well. Oh, wow. Um, um, and then after that, it, the, the way it's changed for me is that we no longer go into a rehearsal studio or hire a castle or a big house somewhere and go and rehearse the songs up. It's all done all over the world now. Mm-hmm. I'll, you know, I'll get some music sent through to me and I'll write melodies and lyrics on them. Sometimes I'll have a riff or a bit pieces and I'll work with somebody with that. Um, but that's the, that's the difference. I miss that element of it. It's, mm. but, but it means that you don't just have to play with the best guitar player in your street or the best guitar player or drummer in your town. You can spread, you can spread yourself wider and, 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 and go to South America to, to play with someone or go to Miami or whatever. And it just it just works that way for me now. That's the way the business, that's just the way the industry is now. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I just just recorded an interview with a company called Musiversal, and it's all about session session musicians where you can go and book studio time with session musicians from around the world. And it's yeah. this whole other new it's brand new. It's really cool. And I'm like, you know, it's really awesome because you can get the talent you want around the world. Like you're saying, you don't have to get on a plane. But there's that still that feeling of the band being together and having like yeah. the feast and the fight <laughs> and yeah. the, the wine time that gets crazy, whatever. But, you know, it's it's like the was it the old brick house with Fleetwood Mac, like those those iconic times. Like, do you miss that part? Like, yes. I, I, no, I, I, I miss those times. But the, but the idea, I mean, what I've been doing over the last sort of nine years or whatever is is recording writing and recording digitally, mm. but then going into a studio to do my vocals okay. in, maybe in, in Germany or somewhere. And then, then you go into rehearsals and you take it on the road. And that, so, you're, so you're still getting that. Okay, yeah. I, always, I always write with, with the idea of taking the songs live. Mm. I mean, obviously you can't do them all, but that's the idea behind it. I always write for the live arena. Oh, that's so important. You think about, I know ABBA's 
totally not like hard rock, right? But you think about how produced ABBA's music was, like it just like, how did they ever make it on stage to be live? Even yeah. the even even the Beach Boys and stuff, you're like, how did how do you do that? So that's interesting what you're saying that you're writing it that way. So you know you don't have to have any other special stuff in there. No, you just no, go no. for it. No, and, and that's why that's why I kind of like working in bands with with keyboard players, because the keyboard player plays a very important part in in rock in, in the kind of rock music that I do, because it gives that it it gives it that kind of wash or you can get that orchestral feel coming as well mm. um, that you can then take live. Mm. So how do you maintain your voice on the road? And, you know, you've been doing this for so many years too. Yeah. How do you take care of your voice? Because your voice is like, damn, dude. <laughs> well, it's just, it's work. I mean, I, I, I just, I just treat it the way that, I mean, not at the moment because this is the longest I've been off the road, right? Mm-hmm. I haven't I haven't done a gig since February 2020. That was oh. the last time I did a gig. Well, you know, we were all shut down from yeah. March. Yeah. You know, um, but I I just I just I just trained myself up to be able to do it. You know, because you were you were. A, Sometimes I was required to do 13 gigs in 14 days, you know, so you'd have seven days on, one day off, which would normally be a travel day, and then six shows on. So you ha- so you just you just build it up the same way that an athlete builds up, you know. Yeah, it's the, like the a muscle. That they need to use, yes, of course. Um and and so it's so I'm 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 steadily getting back into um to doing it now and starting to build up again because we've, I'm hoping to be going on tour later on in the year. So it's time now to start br- building up again yeah. um, because it's just like shadow boxing. I mean, singing in the shower is one thing, but there's nothing like standing in a rehearsal room and blasting out or getting in front of an audience and blasting out. The audience is a big deal though, because that's a whole other energy zone when you're in front of an audience. You can't sure. beat that in a re- like a rehearsal is rehearsal, but when you're in front of the audience, it's like double the energy. Absolutely, me, it's Absolutely. like that big part of it. Are you like are you anxious to get out there and and you know reconnect? I'm missing with- it. Yeah, I am. I am. I am missing it. And 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 when I speak to my friends, who they're all missing it as well. You know, and 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 you know, I've got friends who are crew guys. I've got friends who are lighting guys, tour managers, other musicians. And everybody's everybody's looking to get back to playing live as soon as it's safe yeah, for us to right. do so. Right, it's got to be safe for the crowds too, because it's got to be safe for everybody. Yeah, the variants going up and down. Now we're fine. Now we're not. So to me, I think it's just going to be one of those. But you've got to be you've got to be prepared. So so I'm working I'm working towards being road ready when right. the tour is supposed to start in October. So that gives me three months, you know, August, okay. September, right. you know, 10 weeks to get myself up to speed. And I can do it in 10 weeks. Wow. And so you're going to go with Alcatraz and that'd be the first time you guys are even. That'll be the first. Yeah. Are you, yeah. Have you performed together yet? No. Wow. No. Wow. So that's crazy. Like you're, rec- yeah. so you're having a relationship to write songs is that the relationships are you doing it all through zoom and skype or whatever 
Well, we just, they just send me they send me tracks over, and I listen to them, and I add my my vocals, my melodies, and lyrics mm. uh, lyrics to them. Um, <clears throat> so it'll be interesting to get into the studio and see which ones of these songs that are on the the new album, which is coming out in October, in October, see which ones actually are going to work in the live arena. Oh, I see. So you can check it out, test the audience, see what they. Well, no, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's we we we'll be playing three or four of the of the back catalogue, and Mm. we'll be playing uh, and we'll be playing four or five from the new album as well, or three or four from the new album too. So, what is it when you because you've you've been in various bands through your career, you know, Malmsteen? I remember Malmsteen being so like when I was in high school, and I don't want to. It was like what graduated ninety one. I remember like just that was such a he was such, it was such a big deal. Yeah. Um and you know, I just think about all those bands, like even you going and auditioning for Iron Maiden and you know, I think every kid I knew, well most of most of my friends were musicians and you know, partiers and stuff, but they all had Iron Maiden posters. Who didn't have an Iron Maiden poster sure. in their bedroom? Come on. You know, and, and auditioning for that, I mean, that's like like did you ever like have fear of doing that like you know what I mean just like oh I'm gonna audition for Iron Maiden I would have like I I don't know I might have talked myself out of it well it it just it came around very quickly and the you know I was going to be I was living in London at the time and I was about to go up to Scotland and and uh, Dickie Bell who was the production manager arrived at my door on the Friday night and said you're auditioning for Iron Maiden on Monday so I only had three days to prepare and and so and and I don't think I think that you can't go in and be afraid because you 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 know you want to show that you're confident enough. Mm-hmm. If someone's going to offer you the job, if someone's taking a chance to audition you, you should walk in not, not be cocky, you know, but walk in have learned your lines and and be polite and be respectful and then just and and try and nail it, you know. And then Rainbow came out of that, right? It's just like all these. Well, Rainbow came. Rainbow came after that. Um, yeah. it was, you know, auditioning for Maiden was nothing to do with me getting a job with 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 Rainbow. Um, I had given a tape to um, again a, a, a tour manager. Back Rainbow. to these tapes, I love it. <laughs> yeah, I just I had a cassette. I just I gave it. Richie phoned me up and said, "I'd like you to fly out to um, to Long Island." And uh, and we jammed. I was only supposed to be there for three days, but I ended up staying for a week because we were having so much fun. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, during the audition period, and it and it was great fun. And we and we we jammed a lot, and we played a lot of the old classic purple songs and rainbow songs, and some Beatles and some of this stuff. Yeah, I see that. Like when you think about all these songs on the the second part of the reissue, um, you've got like you know you've got. The Stones, you've got the Twisting the Night Away, Love Hurts. We're going to play Love Hurts. I mean, it's just amazing. The covers. Do you do a lot of those in the shows that you do? Or are they no. part of warm-ups? No, I didn't, I didn't know I had done any of these. You know, uh, you know I don't remember doing um, Let's Spend the Night Together or Twisting the Night Away. That's or fun. Not, it's know. a, it's a fun, fun version. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I, you know, they, they're not, it's not something that, I, that I've ever played live. They were never intended to be anything other than tributes to the artists. Yeah. I would get a phone call on a Sunday night and say, do you fancy singing on a Nazareth tribute album? And I go, yeah, okay. 
yeah. and they would give me three songs and I would go in on the Friday. I would learn them during the week, go in on the Friday and go in at lunchtime and be home again in time for dinner. Mm. Now, if you were going to do a tribute song for a band right now, I can say, if they called you up and say, hey, we're doing tributes, who would you pick to do a tribute to? Um, I don't know. Black Sabbath, maybe? Yeah, yeah. David Bowie, perhaps? David, Okay, I want to talk about David Bowie. Because some of the songs I'm listening to, and it was especially the clairvoyant one, I was like, there's this turn you do with your voice that goes down and like the only person I know who sings like that is David Bowie. There's this like a deep, dark echo. It's not necessarily dark as in horrible. It's dark in that it goes in this whole other. I can't explain it, but there's nobody else does it. You do it. There's a like a you have like this other deep echo chamber and <laughs> you know what I mean it's like you're in a dream like I'm like what like he, you do it and, and David Bowie does that it's like oh you're doing all this here and then all of a sudden it's like whoa we're down here and it's got this deep and it's in, incredible to have deep resonant would be the word instead of echo resonant yeah that would well, be the word what you find what you find with with a lot of rock singers is that it's the tendency is to go high, mm. you know, is, is to see how high you can go, how much you can scream, what, what your top note is, how, but there's, but what that does is that leaves a hole at the bottom where you can actually work down in there to, as well. And that's what I, that's what I liked about Bowie as well. I mean, he had a fantastic voice and he had great texture and, mm. and, 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 and skill with his voice. And, so I'd listened to him from when I was 12 years old. And, you know, and sometimes when I'm doing something, just a little bit about he just pops in there. Yeah, it does, because it just is like this. It, it's, also, it's, not an, it's like he walks into different caves. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> that's how I can put it. It's like different echo chambers, but it's not an echo because it is resonant and it's deep. Yeah. But it's like, whoa, how did you just do that? That's cool. And you took me there. And I'm cool with it, man. It's like, yeah. so when, when you're singing, do you ever think about that or you're just letting it flow that way? No, I think it, it just it just comes. It, um, I'm conscious of certain things when I'm recording my own songs. Yeah. Um, because Bowie did a song called, called um, no, it wasn't Robert Zimmerman. I don't remember what it's called. Oh, here there's Robert Zimmerman. And he sang like Bob Dylan, song yeah, for Bob just, Dylan, I think yeah. it was called, right? Yeah. And and um and, and he sings it like Bob Dylan would sing it. And I always thought that was really cool because it's you know it's Bowie, but he's doing a wee a wee homage to, to Dylan. So I sometimes just stick in pull from these people that whose voices I really enjoyed. I mean, there'll be a wee bit, a wee bit of Michael McDonald in there sometimes, or there'll be a wee <laughs> bit of uh, Terence Trent Darby or a, a little bit of Prince. Or, uh, or uh, you know, or, or a little bit of Bowie, you know, and just just to mix it up a little bit. I love it. I love it because it's there's these sounds that they they are creating, and so are you as a, as a vocalist. Everybody creates yeah. their sound, and you have a sound. I'm like, there's just something really smooth and hard at the same time with your sound, and and the dynamics are incredible to me. I love that because then you can go on a journey, and when you listen to your album, the solos. You know, I, I love I love the covers because they're fun and different. 
Yeah. You, you, want, you want to go, oh, like, how did he do this? You know, and you need to listen. If you haven't listened to the solo part of, of your actual writing, your music, um, you, you've got to do that first and understand your voice. And I love it when you're doing, you know, you've been all these bands, but this is your own work. And to sit and listen and go like, okay, you've taken me on this journey. Then hearing these covers, it's a trip. It's like, yeah. okay, that's, it's a trip, but you've got to hear, you know, people will veer to covers instantly because we, it's comforting. You know what I mean? When it comes of to course. new music, there's a comfort with that, but listening, you've got to listen. I'm just saying for those getting this, this double album, listen to the originals. If you haven't already um, listen to them because I mean, the dynamics are incredible and even just putting that together the way they all flow and the bonus tracks are awesome. The yep. other ones, yeah. Light too. Yeah. The, no, the, the, the bonus tracks, Dish in the Dirt and Small Town Saturday Night. Yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad they, I'm glad we managed to find somewhere to put them. That, yeah. that was good. I mean, you're talking, you know, we were talking earlier on about the influences and things. I mean, if you listen to Cats Got Your Tongue, or if you listen that. to Time, if you know, if you listen to Time Machine, love that. you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm just channeling a little bit of Bon Scott, chopped, uh, chopped in with a wee bit of Brian Johnson, just to have fun, just to give it a wee bit, give it a wee bit of clarity so that people yeah. understand, because it was just a wee musical journey for me, really, to do the solo album. Well, you really just, you dig it. You dig what you're doing, period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you think about it, coming out of church doing this. I mean, you know, I, I want to sit down with all the priests and preachers and nuns and say, okay, everyone take a listen to all these rock and rollers you've given birth to. I mean, all the way from Aretha Franklin to you, to all these sure. musicians who've come out of church and um, it's supposed to be the devil's music. Yeah, well. <laughs> you know. <laughs> we, know we know that's not true. I know, but it's just funny. Like I always think about it when someone started in church and then look what they're doing, you know. Yeah. But don't you get your chops on that? Like, do you, can you overtrain or get over? You must do it this way, <laughs> you know. From well, I, no, I, I mean, the only time that ever really happened to me was um, when I was working with Ingvi. Ingvi wrote all the songs and and all the lyrics and all the melodies, and he had a specific way that he wanted the vocals mm. to to be approached. Um, he wanted a certain vibrato that's very similar. I think he loved the vibrato that Mark Bowles has. Um, now, I don't know whether Mark got that from Envy as well, but he had, a, he had a very specific vibrato he wanted. And while it's still my, it, while it's still my voice doing it, it you know, it, I was singing his lyrics and his melodies under his very specific direction. And it worked, mm. it worked okay. I mean, it's... I, I don't listen. I don't listen back very much to anything that I do unless I have to learn it. But but the two Envy albums were fun to do. Yeah, I mean it's just even just the guitar work and stuff, you know. And by the way, let's talk about uh, dishing the dirt because that that guitar. Who was on the guitars there? The, That's just an incredible part. It, it's it's Mick Tucker, for, okay, who was yeah. with Tank. And 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 it's Pontus Norgren who's from Hammerfall. Okay, it's and it, incredible. Yeah, there's some, there's some great there's some great guitar playing on on, on the album, and I just mix I just mixed it up, you know. I, 
with Thomas Broman, who um, was with Glenn Hughes and Joe Lynn Turner and on drums, and uh, and I had Patrick Johansson, who was the drummer when I was in Envy's band, you know, and then of course Sharinian plays keyboards and uh, Tony Carey and Greg Smith and Neil Murray on bass, and Paul Logue. You know, so so it was a nice little party. And to top it all off, you know, to have Patty Russo, the Patty, Patty, yes. was, Patty was Meatloaf's Paradise by the Dashboard Light Girl for years and years and years, and a good friend of mine. And she was staying with us at the time, and I said, will you sing this? And could only allow her to do it once because the neighbours were complaining. She's so loud. She's got like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Uh, I, I also wanted Maybe. to play Taste the Band. I wanted to play a bunch of songs on this, you know, but everybody needs to just go buy the album. <laughs> That's the thing. Can can people stream it or is it strictly? CD? I have no I I have no idea. So I have there no you idea. Go. I've don't been busy it. doing interviews. I don't know. <laughs> I should really maybe check that out. I don't know. Just find it, everybody. Let, let me give everyone the name again, you know, so that everybody gets it. And and I want to talk about this because it's a funny name. The title of the album, really, uh, as yet untitled. And so you reissue it, and you could have said as yet now titled, but you, no. you decided to say I'm still untitled. Well, <laughs> it was because we 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 had rock magazines over here. We had one called Sounds. It was a newspaper, mm-hmm. and it had a it had a metal magazine called Kerrang that came with it, and. Every week or every fortnight when Kerrang came out, they would say, uh, the Almond Brothers have just gone into the studio to record an album called As Yet Untitled, you know. And, and I just thought, if I ever get to do a solo album, I'm going to call it As Yet Untitled. And then they can say that about me too. Oh, man. See, that's, a, that's well, that gives you freedom. There's a freedom in that. Yeah. You know, we're of creativity and free spirit. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you're getting ready to tour again with Alcatraz. Yeah. Well, not again. I should say the first time. First time. Yeah. And getting together. And then, so uh, are you in contact with everyone that's on your solo album? Are you still in contact with everyone that's part of that? Yeah. Well, I mean, not on a regular basis, but, um, you know, th- th- they're all still friends. I mean, we, yeah. we, we exchange WhatsApp messages you know, we're, and we're all, we're all linked with these funny things now. Know. You know, I mean, De- De- it was Derek Sharinian that actually, I left Ingvy's band and, and it was Derek Sharinian that actually suggested that I do a solo album. And oh, and he said to me, he said, he said I'm, I'm doing a solo album as well. Will you sing on one of my, my songs? And I said, yeah, okay. So he sent it over and I wrote these, these lyrics and, and a melody and I sang it for him, sent it back. When the album came out, he'd made it into an instrumental. He didn't use my vocals at all. <laughs> oh, my God. You're going to be kidding me. And he's the one who got me started on this. Get him for that one day. Oh, but, no, but, but, but listen, writing, you know, writing these songs, too, that's something interesting. When you first started out singing, were you writing songs before that? Or was this something you're as you were singing, that you started writing this? I mean, you're writing the melodies too. I had to. Mm. Um, And it really started with La Paz and Chick McSherry and Chick would... And it was back then, it was little porter studios we had. You know, a Tascam 244 Oh, yeah, yeah. And and, and so you had a wee cassette, so you had these wee cassettes. And and Chick, the guitar player from La Paz, would send me an idea over. And I would just put, you know, his... 
his guitar would be in two tracks and I'd get two tracks for vocals. And that's how we did it. And we or we would and then we would take it to the band and we would rehearse it in the rehearsal studios. And then and then and then record them. I think we were recording an eight track at the time, you know the the, the demo mm-hmm. stuff that we did. But that, I think everybody did it like that back then. Wow! I mean, listen, if the, if the Beatles can record Sergeant Pepper on eight tracks, I think we can record demos, you know, on a thousand tracks. But it's interesting, like now, just even thinking about how we've so changed. I know we talked about this at the beginning, but we've changed with all this digital. And CDs, and then CDs were in, then it's like different CDs are still there, you know, vinyl, you know, vinyls made a comeback. I still love vinyl. There's something about vinyl because I want the bumps and scratches too. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, so I wonder, like, I don't know if, if, what do you feel about just the sound of digital? Like, at one point, I thought it was too tinny and too crisp, you know? I, I, I think, I think that this name P3 Forum, um, then it is. But if you but if you're listening to it on an MP3 player, you know, then yeah. that's kind of just that's the best that you're going to get, really. Mm. Um, but I'm not I'm not really a connoisseur of anything like that. I mean, I don't yeah. really listen to very much music at all. Oh, really? Really? Oh, no, wow. I don't. Okay. You know, I don't. I, I really don't. I really don't. It's wow. um, well, it'd be like a busman's holiday. Oh, okay. So you want some peace? You know. How, how about the birds? The Give birds, listening to birds. Do you like listening? I was I, I was out in the garden before I came to do this. I was listening to the birds in the garden. And there's we've got bats flying around <gasps> here. Dude, really? We have dragonflies where we are right now, dipping down in the pool. Dragonflies yeah. and bats and lightning. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Well, well, nature started music, right? There wouldn't be no music without nature. Mother nature oh, starts it all, as far as I'm concerned. That's... Oh. I'm sure Bach had something to do with it. I'm sure that somebody else had something to do with it as well. The bats? Oh, yeah, there's there's all the the spiritual and the religious side too, right? (laughs) You know? But I think, I didn't, yeah, bats. I didn't have bats when we were in Scotland. Yeah. I didn't didn't know we had bats until two nights ago. And I was out walking the dog about this time and it was dark. (laughs) Better not let Ozzy Osbourne come around. And I thought, what is that? And you could see them just flicking them around wow. and 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 we don't have dragonflies here we don't you know yeah yeah we don't and 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 it wasn't birds and it was and it was wee bats a little bit that big wow right wow wow the last time well we, we've seen bats you know we travel full time and one of the craziest bat things i've ever experienced was in arizona we went on one of those gondola rides and the guys all dressed up in like little venice Italy uh-huh. outfits and he could sing German opera, don't even, and, and Japanese opera. <laughs> and he's out paddling us. And we went under the Lake Havasu Bridge, which is the replica of the London Bridge. Yeah. And all these bats flew out. Oh, really? And, yeah. Wow. And I was like, dude, get me off the boat. <laughs> <I'm out." laughs> and he's just singing away. And it was the creepiest, weirdest, it wasn't creepy, but it was just, it was odd. Let's put it that way. But hey, bats in Scotland, I'll take it. So yeah, yeah. listen, we're going to close with Love Hurts because this okay. is like a coolest rendition of this. Do you remember performing this or or is just the album? Did, you were doing a, a, a tribute album, you said? For yeah, this? That, was, that was, again, that was just, a, that, I got a phone call on the Monday. Can you do, they were doing a Nazareth tribute. So they, we did This Flight Tonight, Razamanaz oh, yeah. and Love Hurts. Mm-hmm. And um, 
And your voice goes with us so perfectly. Well, thank you. No, it, it, it's, I think it's a, I think it's a beautiful song, and it was a, yeah. and, it was, and it was great fun to sing. Yeah, it's a good song. It really a is a song. good song, yeah, you know. And you listen song. to it, it's like. But when I was listening to yours, I was like, "Holy cow, man! This is some just <laughs> your range is incredible." I I really bow down. It's awesome music. Thank you for joining us here on Big Blend Radio. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Drive safely. Oh, we will. Thank you. We're going to Texas tomorrow, so we got a long Yay. drive. I'll be. I think we'll be listening to your album all the way there. It might get us there, there faster go. or get us a ticket. That could possibly happen, but I want everyone to go to doogiewhite.com and that's D-O-O-G-I-E, doogiewhite.com and keep up with us at bigblendradio.com. Thanks so much, Doogie. You take care. Here it is. Love her.